Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, sweet friends. I'm super excited, as always, to be with you. I'm thrilled to talk to you about people-pleasing today. Wow. It's a lot. It's a big topic. It's one that has triggered me in the past because, come on, I think we are trained in this world, especially as women, to be people pleasers. I really want to talk about why it's a problem and what we can do to change our habitual patterns. I will be honest here. I have lived my life saying yes to things because I don't want to feel negative emotion. I don't want to let people down. I don't want to feel that the, the feelings associated with it. It's avoidance. I know my habitual patterns are ones of avoidance. And so I am very aware, and I think that comes from doing this work time and time again, is that you really become aware of how your patterns impact you and what you do, so that that comes from really knowing yourself really being connected to yourself and understanding your thoughts, your emotions, your actions and results in your life and knowing that the only thing we can control are our thoughts about our circumstances, our, uh, our thoughts, that's it. We can't control others. We can't control other people's opinions of us. We can't control how they're going to think or feel. We just can't. And so uh, for so long, I believed that I could. I believed it was my responsibility and my duty. And when that story became uh, not appropriate for my life, I changed my relationship with what I do and who I am and how I please people and how I just love people without trying to please them. So I'm super excited. When you think about people pleasing, I really just define it as a pattern of behavior where you do something to get someone, to try to get someone to be pleased with you, to like you. You do something for someone else to avoid feeling negative emotion yourself. So sweet friends, I am here to say something. You cannot please other people. I know, I know. We often think, yes, we can. Our brains want to disprove the statement, right? They're like, oh, lady, but please stay with me here. And I promise we're really going to get into this. We cannot control other people's thoughts or emotions, even if we think we can. And I'm going to go into this more in depth. This is like the this is what we're going to talk about. But I want you to think about all the times that you've wanted to control other people's thoughts and feelings. We do this, we see this with kids often. We don't want them to feel bad, but 
that we also like know that they need rules and that they need, we, but we'll avoid things. I did this for a really long time um, with, you know, home, homeschooling or switching schools for my son. I was like, oh, he's going to be heartbroken. And like, I decided that I created a story for him. I'm really good at that. I've got a real skill in that area, people. But like, I, I didn't want him to feel negative emotion because then I would feel negative emotion. My child's hurt, I'm hurt. And I think it's easiest to talk about children, um, but it happens to our spouses, it happens to those that we work with. Their negative emotion makes us feel negative emotion, so we'll do anything to avoid it at all cost. I am right? We're like, oh, don't worry. Whatever you need, I will do. And so let's be clear here. Someone else, our thoughts create our emotions. Someone else's thoughts create their emotions. And just because they might not know their thoughts, and they might not know that their thoughts create their emotions, doesn't mean that you are then doing it for them or that you have any impact on their emotions. And I know, don't we all think that we deserve more credit than that? But you are, are living your life and how they react has, is, is not your, not in your control. So, so I want you to think about that. Our behavior is our, ours to own. Their behavior, their thoughts, their emotions, their behavior, actions is theirs to own. You can want to please someone and, and, and really like, so you can avoid feeling negative pain, right? Um, Oh, so I, I say this, like, when we are people pleasers, we trick our brains into believing that we really care about others. Like, I don't want to let others down. I am a good person. It makes us feel like a good or nice person. And it sounds so lovely, right? Like, oh my gosh, I would do anything. I would give you the shirt off my back. And I would. But it's because it's my choice, not because I'm trying to please you. And really, like, this people-pleasing becomes a destructive habit. And I really want you to think about how it's destroying your sense of, of self. I also think this comes from us not feeling worthy. I know this. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in the lives of others. So many of you know my story is one of, of trying to control what others thought of me because I had deep, deep feelings of shame and not, not worthiness and imposter syndrome. So I thought the more that I could control others' thoughts and opinions about me, then I would feel better. So if people saw me as incredible, then I would be incredible, right? Like it was this, like I needed them to make judgment so that then I could feel worthy. So I hustle. You see this. You see people hustling, hustling, trying to get people to notice them and for them to be like, oh, I have 
17,000 followers on Instagram. I am finally worthy. I'm finally worthy of success. And, of, and it, that's not the way it works. When you decide that you are worthy now, regardless of anything outside of yourself, regardless of any circumstance, any person, anything that you need, if you just know that deep down you're incredible and worthy and awesome, your life changes, friends. Like a shocking change. Oh my heavens. Okay, and then I would like to tell you, when I had a meltdown, like Theo-sized meltdown, I felt shame again. I felt deep anger. My coach told me that people who are people pleasers are liars. Ah! I was like, oh, you don't you dare. I am not a liar. I am doing it to help others. I mean, I had a total meltdown over this. But I mean, the more I think about it, it was my attempt to trick people into liking me by not showing them my authentic self and performing as, as, like, as I know I can, but, but performing as the person that my brain is projecting onto wants me to be. Sweet sassy, this was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Because like when we are looking for approval, we won't share our truth. We will say like, they don't need to, to know the full picture. I'm just not going to share. And that's lying, right? Now, this is not to say that we do things. We omit things from, from public consumption. We omit things from like interactions when you know that it won't benefit. That's not what I'm saying. That's different. That's a different conversation than people pleasing. And I think your brain will want to go there like, well, I can't change everybody's brains. No, you can't. I know that. And that's the other conversations we have on the backside of this is like there's people pleasing and then there's trying to get everybody to think the way you think, which is maybe the opposite of people pleasing. But um, so I really want you to think about that. We are actually not focused on pleasing others at all. It's really about avoiding negative emotions like guilt, overwhelm, anxiousness, sadness. So you take actions to manipulate the other person rather than managing your own mind. I know. I know. This is so, this, like, even talking about this, I've done, like, over the years, this has been my work. This has been my journey. And this has changed my relationship with like, I think about it. Let me tell you an example of people pleasing. I, I wanted to be super polished and super professional. And if you go back and listen to my old podcast, it doesn't even sound like me because I was pleasing. I was doing what I thought I needed to do to, to show that I was indeed a genius at cognitive behavioral interventions. Here's the deal. I know I am. It's not bragging. 
I'm not going to, I'm not going to downplay what I'm able to do because I don't want you to think bad of me. I'm done with that. What if you could just decide like, I'm done trying to get people to like me. I'm done trying to get them to think that I'm a professional. I am a professional. I don't need someone else to think that. So it like changes how you show up in the world when you no longer need someone to be like, you are it because you know you're it. Okay. So like, think about that. That's so much fun. And I, I use the word manipulate on purpose here, people. Because like I said, right? What did I say? We try to manipulate others rather than managing our own minds. And I chose manipulation because we're so afraid of thinking that we're being manipulating, but we're kind of doing that. We're kind of acting in a certain way to get them to think a certain way. Like I, like I'm acting, I was acting in a professional voice to get you to think that I was a certain way, or I decided that a professional wouldn't be, Wah! well, my gosh, you can be both, right? But think of all those ways that we downplay who we are, or that we don't talk about our success because we don't want people to think bad of us, that we don't live in our truth, which is big and beautiful and bold and all the things because we don't want others to feel bad or think bad of us. Okay, so think about that, sweet friends. I always try to find myself back on the screen. Um, so, so we are, uh, let, let me just run through some uh, situations. And, and really, you think about this. And here's where it gets tricky, of course. When we know we can't control other people's thoughts and emotions, we may think we can, but we only know our own thoughts and emotions and then those are that is tenuous at best right like we're like wow do we really other people's thoughts cause their emotions and a lot of time when we're people pleasing the other person hasn't even said anything to us about what they want we're just making assumptions we are literally making it up in our brains projecting our own thoughts about what they want our own thoughts about inadequacy our own thoughts about uh, how, how they think, and we're responding to that projection. We're both playing roles in the drama, and they have no idea what is going on half the time. I, okay, so I had a client um, who was like, I wanna start walking. We, we, we had talked about it, like, and we were like, okay, let's start, you can start walking in the morning, and she's like, actually, I don't wanna ask my husband because I know it's gonna let him down. And I was like, so he's told you that you walking 30 minutes in the morning will let him down and cause him stress? No. I was like, okay, so that might be a thought you're having. She's like, no, well, I know he feels that way. I know he'll feel that way. So it's like, what if I challenge you to ask him to say, I'm gonna go walk in the morning. You could ask, depending on your level of people pleasing. We know we can't push people off the edge. Say, I'm, but like, what if you say, I'm thinking about doing this? What are your thoughts? Guess what 
the husband did. It was like, fine, great. Proud of you for walking. Now, it doesn't always happen that way. And of course, your brain's like, oh, it doesn't always happen that way. But I really want you to think about that. And occasionally, occasionally someone will tell you that you were doing or not doing something or saying something that, that, that causes them to feel how they feel. So here's the distinction where it's so important. Someone else can think that you are making them feel a certain way, but they are wrong. Someone else can think that you are the cause of their problems by changing. A lot of times in these, when, when clients start working with me, they start changing their relationship with drama, with stories, with, with, with um, arguments. Because they decide that it's not really serving them and they change their thoughts and emotions and the action they want to take. And so when, when they start doing that, it brings up feelings in the other person and they're saying, you, by doing this, you're causing me to feel like you don't care anymore. They're trying to get you to stay in your old ways. We know our brains just want us to keep going through the same patterns and other people's brains want us to keep doing what we've always thought. And so they're going to try to make you feel responsible for their thoughts and feelings, their thoughts and emotions and actions. And only they are responsible. And that is very deep work and very exciting and hard work. So, uh, so I want you to think about what that happens when that happens. I have a client who um, has a friend, or let's just do you. You have a friend, and this friend always wants to spend time with you, and you don't have as much free time as this person, or you might not even, heavens to Betsy, want to spend as much time with this person. Like, you're outgrowing them, you're, you're values are different, you're, you're stepping more into who you are, and so it feels less, less appropriate for this relationship to continue, but you don't want to let them down or make them feel bad. You also don't want to feel like, now, who are you? You're too important to hang out with these people, so you agree to hang out with them. What does this do? Or, uh, let's take a mom or mother-in-law example, my, my favorite. When you try to please them because that's your habitual response and you don't want to feel bad like you've let someone down, does it work for you? Really think about it. Like, is that person always blissfully happy about you or the things you do? And they're they're probably not in all actuality because it's their thoughts that drive their actions, that drive their emotions. And so like we will really try to make them feel better. We'll, we'll do everything we can, but their brain will, will go back to those habitual thoughts about how you weren't good enough, how you should have never married their, I don't, that's not what my mother-in-law thinks, but I have clients that have those interactions. I mean, clearly, my mother-in-law, I'm just kidding. Or my favorite, I think about our clients 
or our employees. When you are afraid and not clean in your thinking, and those of you that have worked with me or in, or in the Courageous Life Society know that I talk a lot about clean thinking, clean selling, and, and why, like, when we are not clear and we think that we need to please our employees, we, when we think that we're responsible for how our clients think and feel about us or how our kids think and feel about us, like that's when we, we, we believe our thoughts, their thoughts about us are facts. And, and really, they're their thoughts. They're their emotions. You're not in control of that. Who doesn't want to control their kids' thoughts? and emotions and actions. But we're just teaching, we're just teaching, like we teach our brains, we teach their brains too. Um, I will share this, I'm not sure that I, this is okay to share, but I'm just gonna share it. My husband, you know, just opened a, a restaurant here in the Midwest and he is, all of a sudden, he has other rest restaurants, but all of a sudden he's uber focused on reviews. And all, they're all wonderful, except he will get a, a, a employee that they let go who will say, this is the worst place. They're mean to their employees. They're, Chris is heartbroken. This man cares deeply about others. I, I can only imagine why I married this man, but it hurts him when others, and he's like, oh, they're going to think bad. They're going to read. I'm like, who would read it? This person says they were your employee. Like who would not see that as a disgruntled employee's review? But when you allow your thoughts and stories to become that, you see that as truth. And you do not do the work to stop your people pleasing. Remember, I don't coach my husband because we have made that decision. If you've listened to my productivity podcast or um, video, you know that that is just, that we just don't do that. And I want you to think about how you look for others' reviews of you. You, we know that we have a negativity bias in our brain. So we're always looking for those negative comments, those negative reviews, those negative, all the things. But how many times do we not recognize the compliments and the good, the good and kind uh, information we get back about who we are and what we can do and what we achieve? So I really want you to think about that. Know that you have a negativity bias in your brain and think about all the times that you just look at the negative, that you just look at the reviews from those disgruntled people. Your children are always gonna be disgruntled. Not always, but of course they're not, but they're gonna be disgruntled because you're teaching them. So why do we like try to please everyone all the time? And, and when we think about this, like when we think about uh, like, our brain is working. We want someone else to validate us and because it makes us feel good, but that doesn't work. It doesn't stick. Sometimes if we could get someone to say something nice, we'll get a dip, like a hit, hit of dopamine, but it wears off. 
And so you want more and you want more and you're looking for someone saying something nice to us. And when they don't do something that we have deemed appropriate, we're like defeated. So whatever your brain is telling you, whatever story you've created, you do not cause other people's emotions and also other people's emotions, opinions, reviews, thoughts about you do not cause how you feel. It's your thoughts. And even if we could cause other people's emotions or change their thoughts about you, it's manipulation. Oh my goodness. And who hasn't tried to manipulate what people think of you? I mean, I talked about that. When we are doing something to get others to feel happy, it's actually only because we want to feel something or we don't want to feel something. And that's why I think, like, I've heard people say that the, the term people-pleasing is, like, is the wrong thing to say. It's misguided. We are really, like, trying to avoid. It's like this avoidance. We're actually people-pleasing because when we think about not people-pleasing, we feel anxious or we feel guilty or we, we feel, and we don't want to have those feelings. We are avoiding the problem is we're avoiding feeling. We're avoiding feeling negative because we just can't. We're like, oh, I can't feel. Who wants that? And so we, it's this, this loop and we feel like we don't want to feel anxious and guilty and all the feelings so we try to act our way out of these by doing what we think the other person wants and and that's what we think they want and we know we have a deep need deep desire not need to feel accepted. And so we often manufacture a person, like this pretend person. We're like, oh, I'm that, I'm that. When I like finally own the fact that I have a child with a learning difference, that I have learning differences, instead of like, I am a professional and I can help you deal with all your feelings. Like, what does that change? That, 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 belief that being vulnerable allows you to to be real and to connect and to own yourself and own your life ah, okay we think that other people's opinions of us I'm just going to say this again because I love this we think that other people's opinion of us matter we think that that's going to make us feel better or to feel worthy we think that if we start selling more then we'll feel good when when we start like we'll get views on our youtube channel then we'll feel really good about ourselves and then that means we've created the business of our dreams and then we're finally worthy and i'm like no 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 that's not the case that's not helpful that's destructive can i say that like it is so I want you to think about all the times that you've been trying to be someone that you're not. Think about that. Why, why are you doing that? Because you don't want to feel bad. But what if you could just be like, 
that's just who I am. And they're going to think and feel how they want to feel. I remember Chris is normally, my husband's normally really good at, the, at this. Like I wanted our house to look a certain way. And he's like, well, they're going to like us regardless. And I'm like, do people, can you just decide that? Early on in our marriage, do, do we just decide that people will like us regardless? Yes, we do. Even if we don't have the perfect house or the perfect children. So I want you to think about that. People pleasing then becomes a pattern, friends. So we're just doing it. Like any pattern, it's wired in our brain. So we're just changing that. The longer we've done it, the more it becomes part of our nature. And I believe as women, we are taught to please. We are taught to sit up straight and to look a certain way and to be a certain way and to speak a certain way because that's how women behave. And what if, and yes, I am all for social mores and social rules, yes. But what if we do it because it makes us feel good and not because it, it, we need to do it for others' approval? Okay, so you have to be honest with yourself. I have three steps for you as we conclude. I don't even know how long this has gone. As you guys know, I don't follow a script half the time <laughs> or ever. Um, and then I don't know how long it's been going on. I just keep talking. Why not? Okay, so three steps that I want you to do this week. is Step one, you notice when you are people pleasing. You're like, oh, funny, funny that happening. And you're not going to be like, good gosh, can't you get it together? You're just going to notice it. You're going to remember that when you can't change other thoughts and emotions about you for long term. It's, you can't avoid your negative feelings, negative emotions long term. So, so that was step two. So step one is like, Recognize when you're people-pleasing. Step two is really like recognize that you, what negative emotion you're trying to avoid when you're trying to please someone. So what is that for you? What are you just avoiding when you're trying to control someone's thoughts about you? Is it that they might think that you're not good enough or that you're, and you would then feel unworthy? And step three is to review and reframe your own thoughts and emotions instead of, of trying to change someone else's. Okay, guys, I'm sure this is a lot. As you know, when I first did this work, I was like so angry, so overwhelmed that someone would dare to say that people pleasing is about me trying to avoid my emotions. So I, I really, if this has been eye-opening for you, I want to encourage you to keep exploring this topic, right? The good news is that we can learn about our brains and we can change our brains. I help women do that in the Courageous Life Society. I'd love to teach you all about clean thinking, not how to worry, how to feel like, to feel worthy now to think about your thoughts and emotions and how they impact your actions and results you want in your life. You can go to jessicastong.com forward slash, we think it's forward slash society for more information. Also, sweet friends, I have 
webinar. I'm so excited. I just want to do the webinar now. It's so hard for me to wait when I have like something juicy to give you. So if you go to jessicastog.com forward slash webinar, I'm doing four webinars on the five ways we sabotage, sabotage our lives and how to stop. It's more of this. Um, and I am doing that um, until the end of July. So if you're interested, you should go check it out because guys, I think this is uh, as always, everything makes me feel like this is the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> but I know you will love it. Okay, thank you again for your time, your love, your support. I am so in awe of all of you who do this work daily. Have a great and courageous week. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Jessica. I just wanted to quickly, um, before we go, I wanted to invite you um, to start coaching with me. I know that there is so much going on in this world, and all we want to do is take control of our lives to feel more joy and more peace. And really, what we know is that someone outside of the stories you're telling yourself, someone outside of the narrative and the thoughts in your brain, someone can help you walk through this time. I want to be that person. I would be so honored to help you. We get to create the habits to help us feel good and rewire your brain. And really, you don't have to live in chaos anymore. You don't have to feel overwhelmed. You have the key to your own joy. And I want to help you with the tools to unlock that joy. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm offering individual coaching practices right now with payment plans. You can try this out for one month. So book a dis free discovery session on my website, jessicastong.com. You can um, really just look into what I do. There is no obligation in these free discovery sessions. It's one hour of coaching consult to discuss what we can do together. We can do this. There is never going to be a better time than now. So do this and watch your life change. I'm so excited for you. Um, again, I can't wait to work with you. And um, if you have any questions, you also can email me at stong.jessica at gmail.com. Thanks so much. See you next week.